boys got something to say to me? Why don't you talk into the microphone? I got a backup mic right here. Check one, two. Testing, testing. Yeah, they both working, and guess what? They don't like no feedback. What's up? Broadcasting live from Wicked Hill Studios, Portland, Oregon. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's the 503 I am going to plant my seed in you. With John Bryant. So fucking classy. And yeah. such a fucking gentleman. And Lynn the Jazzman Thunder. Hey! You're talking to my guy all wrong. It's wrong tone. Do it again. I'll stab you in the face with a soldering iron. With special guest, Mikey Mad Dog McLennan. Sometimes when I wipe, I'll wipe, and I'll wipe, and I'll wipe, and I'll wipe a hundred times. Still poop, still poop. It's like I'm wiping a marker or something. Brought to you by Taco Bell. Live much. What up, Kill Crew? It's the 503 Kill Cats. All killer, no filler, eight days a week. Episode seven, week six. Week six, that's yep. right. And joining us today for the first time on the show is the man, the myth, the one in four legend, Mikey McLennan. Thank you very much for having me. I've been so excited to come on this entire week. And uh, <laughs> Lynn, thank you so much for the pep talk. You're welcome. It worked. I know it, it did. worked. And, I know uh, it was going to. All right. Well, thank you. And uh, on a side note, uh, thanks for doing this every week. It actually makes our league that much more legitimate because you talk with other people. Uh, it's like, yeah, you talk about your fans' football leagues and then, oh, do you have a podcast? And when you say you have a podcast, you're like, holy shit, you guys have a podcast? I'm like, we have a fucking podcast. So thank you very much. It does take us to that next level it, it of does. awesome. That's so right. thank you. But you're welcome. Yeah. You're That's welcome to everyone out there in the co-crew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Enjoy That's why we do it. Yep. We really do it as a charity more than anything else. It's a huge tax write-off, actually. <laughs> I wish. I believe it. <laughs> All right, we got some housekeeping to do before we jump into everything. And John Bryant, finally, <sighs> finally, Lynn Thunder's on the burrito bet board. <laughs> yeah, it took you long enough. Oh, Jesus Christ. Dude, and Richard Rodgers totally had a touchdown, and he just dropped it right in the end zone, too. And that would have just won me my week. I'm telling you, dude, bet. that's why he they brought in Jared Cook. Richard Rodgers is a shitty tight end. Yeah, that's true. But apparently so is Cameron Brait. I yeah. don't feel like I won that. <laughs> no, he, he won your burrito bet for you, but he definitely lost you your fantasy week. Oh, fuck that guy. Yeah. So going forward, are you are you making America Braid again? Or Hell no. I'm gronking down. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, some other big news in the NFL. Uh, Mark Tressman got fired. Cat eyes. He's gone from uh, Baltimore. Oh my god! I I predicted this going all the way back to like the eighties. <laughs> you predicted this in the eighties? That's right. <laughs> going all the way back to the nineteen eighties, Mark Tressman always has the same pattern. He joins a team the first year, the offense does phenomenally. They're like top ten yards, points, the whole shebang by every conceivable metric. They are fantastic. And then the second year, they get figured out, and it all just goes to shit. Happened with the Chicago Bears, twenty thirteen. Number two in the league in terms of offense. 2014, we'll just pretend that never happened. All right. And then look at the Ravens. Last year, they did pretty well in offense until, you know, their entire team got injured. Yeah. And this year, John Harbaugh pulled the plug. And I wish we had had the ball to pull the plug on Mark Tressman four years into 2014. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, may have, he may have ruined Jay Cutler. Uh, speaking of 
both of our teams kind of have some quarterback controversy going on right now. The Cowboys and the Bears. I mean, is it is it going to be Jay Cutler or is it going to be Brian Hoyer? Is it going to be Dak Prescott or Tony Romo? What are your thoughts? Well, you know, in terms of the Bears, I don't think it matters because <laughs> neither Jay Cutler nor Brian Hoyer are the quarterback of the future for this team. Hopefully not. They're just holdovers. The question is, all right, do we want a game manager holdover or do we want a gunslinger holdover? We still don't have the quarterback of the future. But for the Cowboys, I think it's obvious that Dak Prescott is the guy. He should be, yeah, but and Tony should just, you know, bow out gracefully. Yeah, I wish that was I wish that was the case, but I think it's gonna get ugly before it gets good. Jerry Jones is gonna put his fingers into there. Yep. Can't trust him. Um, Jerry. Other NFL news, uh Justin Forsett, he got picked up by the Lions. That's right. Do you see a possible Barry Sanders esque play? They're very similar looking players. <laughs> I think that the Lions, now that they have Justin Forsett, are going to just Forsett in. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger style. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, Mikey, we're really glad to have you here. And uh, you had some things that you wanted to bring up regarding uh, our league and some thoughts you had. Yes. Uh, I'll start off with the keeper system. Okay. So uh, our current keeper system right now, it, it was set up to help teams almost like an insurance policy because a lot of people were just having horrible drafts. Like, hey, you know, if I can't make it in the draft, I need to have someone that I know is going to perform well. So we put together this keeper system where if you draft them, say in the seventh round, you get them in the fifth round the next year. Well, we didn't really think about the, the waiver wire system. So right now – if you pick up a, a player right now that's just absolutely just going to perform, going to be, uh, you know, you're picking him up even before his prime is already performing, you're going to win the 16th round. And I don't really think that's a great thing for the league. And what it's doing, it, it's just really rewarding a lucky waiver wire uh, pickup. And you get this player for the next, you know, 15 or like 5 to 10 years. For instance, I'll use uh, Odell Beckham. Okay. Mike picked him off of waivers, and he got him in the 16th round last year. He only picked him up, too, because... That was when Victor Cruz got hurt. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, I guess I'll get the next man up, whatever. Yeah. And it turned out to be Odell Beckham. Now, is it really fair that he gets him in the 16th round and also gets a first-round pick? Well, I don't know if that's the big issue. I think the bigger issue I have with the current waiver system is that, okay, yeah, he gets him in the 16th round. And I have no problem rewarding people who do good waiver pickups. It's the fact that then he gets him next year in the 14th, then the 12th, then the 10th. And then all before you know it, Mike Schaefer's got Odell Beckham. You know, before, after the fifth round for his entire career. Yep. I don't like that. I, I hate that. And it, it's really just it's rewarding teams that honestly get the lucky waiver wire pickup. And why aren't we rewarding teams who actually draft well? Well, what's the difference between a lucky waiver wire pickup and a lucky 16th round pick? That you actually drafted that guy. Okay. You, you know actually I mean? picked him up off the waiver wire, though. Well, you're, before you're, I mean, everyone else had the opportunity to pick that player up off the waiver wire. And what's the difference between a lucky waiver wire pickup and a waiver wire pickup that has a lot of thought and research behind it? Yeah. Well, honestly, what I'm going after is why are you people getting first-round talent way late rounds? I'll tell you how I think we ought to address it. Um, <clears throat> I think that the latest round you can keep someone is the 10th round. So if normally you would keep someone the 16th round, fine. But it's going to be the 10th round. And then, you know, if you would normally keep someone in the 9th round, then you keep them in the 9th round, so on and so forth. I also think we should go from every year it moves up two rounds to every year it moves up three rounds. I do like that. So I that way, let's, let's take the Odell Beckham example. Instead of keeping him in the 16th, Schaefer would have kept him in the 10th. 
And then instead of keeping him 14th, 12th, and everything, he would have kept him 10th, 7th, 4th, and then 1st overall. So he gets Odell Beckham for essentially three years, which is still a lot. Still a lot to keep him. But, you know, by the time we're getting into that third year, he's keep him in the third round. And then it, then it's just another first-round pick normally. Yeah. I like the idea of just saying you pretty much keeping it the way it is, but you can only keep a player for three years in a row. What what I would like to see is if you actually drafted this person. Say you actually did. Tell you, Otto Beckham, I'll take a flyer on the 16th round. Good for you. You actually drafted this person. Yeah, but, I mean, if Victor Cruz hadn't been hurt, no one was dra- drafting it, um, Odell Beckham. Exactly. Well, anyway, I, I honestly think that we should start rewarding less waiver wire pickups and late round draft picks to, okay, I spent, last year I had a pretty good draft. And uh, Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins, why can't I keep those guys? Well, because you drafted spent, them first and second. Well, I would spend another first round, uh, I would spend my first round draft pick on Julio Jones gladly this year. I'd spend my you know second round draft pick on uh, DeAndre Hopkins gladly. Why can't we reward people who actually draft well as well? Instead of people who are getting lucky, on the waiver on these waiver wire pickups, and they're getting first round talent in the sixteenth round the next year. I, I think my solution addresses that. I think it yeah. does for the most part, and I do want to reward people speculate on the waiver wire. I do think that I think the waiver wire is the most important part of yeah. having a good fantasy team, way more than the drafting. actual draft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would agree. I mean, the team you drafted is never the team you have, even five weeks down the season. Correct. I mean, injuries happen, guys bust for no reason. It's yeah, it is what it is. You got to work the waiver wire if you want to have a consistently good team. What I would suggest is either first option. I, I like what you do. I, I like your suggestion. Second option, just completely get rid of it. Or third, which is I kind of want to. This is what I like to play around with is restricted free agent. So say you have a guy, you draft him, and say you're getting him in the 16th round. Okay, you can do that for the, for one more year. The next year, he becomes a restricted free agent, and before the draft, someone says, you know what, I'm going to draft this guy in the second round. You can uh, You have the rights to him, but you'd have to take him in the second round. I see. So, so, so you say, all right, fine, but now that you're forcing their hand to draft yeah, in the second round. Yeah, you're forcing their hand. You're really going to have to pay, gotta gotta have to pay that market offer. value for, for this person. Yeah. You can still have them, but you're just going to have to pay market value. And if someone like, say, okay, I'm gonna, I'll take your player in the first round, it's like, well, <laughs> all right, he's all yours in the first round. That's your first round pick then. Yeah. If you're willing to do that. Actually, I like the idea of a restricted free agent. After a certain number of years, they become a restricted free agent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have to pay market value for them. Like, I like they, you could still have that person, but you have to pay for them. Yeah. Hmm. So that that's my issue with with, uh, with keepers. Yeah. The biggest problem I think that we run into is uh, we have a really shitty commissioner that doesn't make any sort of changes on anything. No way. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I mean, we can talk all day until the cows come home about how we can make our league better. Blue in the face. But you know, we're never gonna get over that big hurdle, which is that we have a commissioner who literally doesn't do anything. The Schaefer hurdle. Yes. Yes. Yeah, well, I, I would agree. I mean, I brought this up many times with him, and uh, zero results. I mean, just, I mean, Boobinay, we'll, we'll get to you later in the podcast, because we do want to give you a shout-out, and we do want to apologize. We didn't realize that you were not on the email group, and I understand that you have been petitioning <laughs> quite regularly to have your email address added to the email group, but Mike Schaefer has not done that yet. Or maybe someone just keeps going in and deleting it. <laughs> But, you know, I bring that up just to say that, you know, if we have a commissioner who can't even be bothered to add an email address to something, yeah. uh, we, he's not going to be bothered to, you know, actually make systemic changes to the to the way we run the league. Yeah, what, what changes has he done to help benefit your team? No, he has not made my team great again. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's not there to make the teams better, he's to make the league better. Yeah. What's he done last year? But, years? yeah, he hasn't done anything to make the league better. I, I 
Get off your ass. She doesn't even write write as long, stupid emails anymore. I actually, I'm thankful for that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like. But at that. least it showed something. Yeah, at least it showed that he was spending some time. Actually, yeah. my favorite email I got from Mike well, that everyone got from Mike was last year in the first round of the playoffs. Fuck! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I babysit you guys every year. <laughs> that was funny. All right, Mike. So you had another grievance you wanted to bring up? No, uh, no grievances. But uh, okay. I just kind of wanted to go for my, my, my trade philosophy. Your trade philosophy? Okay, yeah. let's hear it. You are known as the horse trader of the league. Yes, I haven't done it lately. I don't know. Uh, Lynn, Th- I, I Lynn think, Thunder's got that title Yeah, I think, Lynn, Lynn, I think that's really gone to you now because uh, Brennan, you know, decided to you know, sp- uh, you know huge pram- uh, campaign against me. Uh, <laughs> it's propaganda. Yeah, it, it, it's propaganda at its finest. Well, you know what it was? It was you backing out of that trade last year. It was before that, yes. That has no one will it. trade with you now, Mikey, because they can't trust you. I can't trust you. Didn't even have the player that was on your team. I was. You should have struck while the iron was hot. I'm sorry. I did strike what Mike, that is your mo. Whenever I bring up a trade with you, you're like, okay, well, that sounds good, but let me see if I can get rid of these other three guys on my team. That's I, always your response. Yeah, I, I, I can't. <laughs> and I did. Te- I, I have didn't to technically look have that player on my team, but the trade was going to be processed in a day for me to have him on the team. It was already through. I would like to see immediate trades. No more of this like two-day bullshit. Because you never know if you make a trade on Friday if you're going to have the guy on Sunday. Well, what if there's something like agreed yourself there? Like, all right, this guy's clearly, you know, these guys are in cahoots. Well, and really, you think people would do that, Mikey? Well, I don't know. Brennan decided to. You to think they would use trades, trades to you cheat? Guys... No, goddammit, no. <laughs> really, you don't think anyone would ever do that, Mikey? No. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? <laughs> All right. So here's how I just basically how I my thought process uh, breaking down trades. So first, you have to evaluate your team. What assets do you have? Are you heavy at one position? Are there some players just resting on your bench that you know can do well in other teams? Nope. Some teams uh, value other players a lot higher or a lot lower than you do. So based it never upon really, their needs. Yeah. It, well, and honestly, just based upon their opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll never know. Like someone's really high on a player on your bench, but you don't know. So you always just kind of have to ask. Two, evaluate the other team's needs. Uh, and kind of advice first or two, they might value uh, undervalue some players on their team or overvalue players on their team uh, going into a trade. And then three, determine how your players are going to really uh, – just help each other out. What I like to do is I'm a big fan of two-for-ones. So say, all right, I've got two assets here. You've got one over here. I would much rather start a player that's going to give me more points at one position than two players uh, kind of are going to give me – I'd rather have just a, 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 you know, uh, a much stronger player at one position that I know is going to be perform every week, and I'm willing to give up you know, two to three players just for that one player. It's, it's really over – it's okay to overpay. Um, another thing, always be nice with trades. Never burn that bridge. I know, Lynn, I really burned you, Brad, last year. And I I still, I apologize, but I thought I was very civil about it. I didn't say, F you, dude. (laughs) I'm screwing you. It's like, I felt legitimately bad. But you know who really put that bug in my ear to back out? Was this person wearing a cowboy hat right next to me? <laughs> oh, I know the he backstory. I know the backstory. He said, "Like, no, dude, you're totally cool. I'm like, it's gonna be bad, too bad. I'll be a little upset, but it's fine." I mean, I'll I'll tell you the reason why I was so angry about it was because I was really trade raping you on that one. <laughs> yes, and I realized that. I was like, someone pointed it out to you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was kind of already iffy. And John's like, "That's a bad trade." Like, I mean, you gotta look at it from my trade. point of view. I was about to turn. Percy Harvin into Peyton Manning into a third round pick. 
<laughs> you blue balled him. Yeah. That was about to be the trade of the century. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty damn good. That was pretty damn good. But I'm, I, I apologize once again. I sent you the, the Taco Bell gift card, and then you cursed me. <laughs> you cursed me. You voodoo cursed me. I didn't curse you. I cursed your players. You cursed, my, you cursed me. You'll know the difference soon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, Jesus. What's going on? <laughs> Why am I here? John Brandt locked the door. <laughs> but, yeah, it's uh, it's why Lee and I apologize. That, that, that was a bad move. But at the same time, I don't ever want to burn that bridge. You and I have right. always been in, in previous conversations as well. Um, but just always just kind of know what trade, uh, know your assets, know the other team's assets, know what their needs are, and always ask. You just, you'll never know. You'll just kind of throw it out there and like, oh yeah, they're interested. Like, holy shit, they're interested in this player where you're super low on and they're, you know, super, uh, super low on, on a player that you really like. Might be able to work something out. Now, Mikey, do you have a particular negotiating style? I mean, you've talked, I think, very, very nicely about how to identify when a trade offer would be well received and how to, you know, what what to look at in order to create a trade offer? But once you've made that offer, and you know the person comes back and says, "Well, maybe I don't know," how do you go about negotiating? Well, what I like to do is kind of get, put some out there. Like it's a pretty good deal. It's going to perk the ears up. It's kind of you, you you put it out there and like, oh man, this actually it's going to make them think about it. Um, say they come back and hey, you know, this ain't going to work out for me. I always kind of have a side player that I'm willing to 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 give up. It's like, all right, well, if you I give yourself like, some negotiation room. Yeah, I give you yeah. give yourself a little wiggle room. I never really like to go there unless it's like, and, and I'll be pretty upfront. I'm like, all right, I'm not giving up any more than this. This, but it's a player that I'm absolutely in love with. Okay, okay. I always think, what round draft pick will I throw in for next year? What will get? What will I have to do to sweeten the pot? And the way I kind of look at it is like, right now, uh, I'm trying to get a trade right now. I'm going to do a three for one. It's really only me taking one of my starters, but I'll be giving off two guys off my bench. It's like, okay, that's that's through three for one. I'm not giving up any more after this. Right. So it's I always kind of like to have like a little a, a, kind of a backup plan. Like, a, it's like, all right, if I absolutely had to, this is a uh, line in the sand, I'll throw in, you know, an, an extra piece. But generally, I like to kind of stick. I generally like to, to put up trades there. It's like, all right, this is a pretty damn good deal. You're going to have to think about this. Hmm. Uh, get back to me. See if we can work. Something. I like when someone, when you send a trade proposal, and maybe someone doesn't like it, but I like it when they counter it with something instead yeah. of just declining it. Gets it seems like every time going. it just yeah. declines. Yeah, just don't don't ever decline. See, see yeah, what just, else you can get out of it. Yeah, I mean, if maybe there's another idea out there that you you know you'd like or whatever, it it it's kind of just lame when they just either either don't decline it or just don't do anything that i think it, i hate it when people don't don't get back to you it's like all right it's been 24 hours you can get back to me this is yeah. just flat out rude now yeah yeah get back to me just establish those relationships like yeah, when I mean, text you this, guys this this fantasy football thing is only fun when everyone actually plays it yeah, yeah correct like i'm like i know some people i'm just not even going to approach about a trade it's like they'll never get back to you or last for too much or just they won't even Bam, brown. yeah <laughs> Or they'll just not even uh, respond to your trade, which just drives me insane. I think it's rude. Yes. I, I tell you yes. what I really like about the 2 for one and 3 for one trades, um, both as someone who would be a part of the trade and as a spectator. Is, you know when you're doing a 3 for one or a 2 for one trade, you know that that person's not going to have enough room on their team for all those players. So they're going to drop someone. And best case scenario, you make the trade, you see it, and then they drop someone that you wanted anyway, and you've got room on your team to grab them. Plus, it also stirs the pot a little bit because, you know, they've dropped some players. And I guarantee you, if they were on someone's bench, someone else in the league will see that they're on the waiver wire. 
and decide, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to take someone on that. And then they pick them up, drop someone else, and it kind of shuffles everything. Yeah. yeah. Exactly right. All right. Well, hot trade talk, guys. I like yeah. it. So right. that's a new thing we've never really covered on here. One thing I wanted stuff. to ask you, Mikey, um, well, something I've noticed in the league is that different people have different negotiating styles. So I'll, I will make my trade offers based upon what I perceive that person to be. You know, some people are very much like, look, give me your best offer right off the bat. And if it's good, then I'll accept it. And so I will. I'll, I'll do my best offer. And usually leave myself one move if I need to make it. But other people are, are horse traders, you know. They love to haggle. They love to negotiate. And I'll lowball or highball those guys because I know that we're going to work towards the middle. Yep. Now, who do you think those people are, Mikey? Who you can lowball? Yeah. I don't want to say it on air. I think we know who they are. It's not you two. Yeah, you can't give away all their yeah, uh, fantasy uh, techniques here. Yeah. It was worth a shot. We get we're averaging over thirty-five listeners a week. I I saw that. How many of them do you think are robots? I don't know. But we're we're over six hundred downloads total. I know. I'm kind of excited about that. That's crazy. That's good news. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, I'm glad to have a guest here because. There's a ga- little game that I made up that I've been wanting to play for a really long time, and oh, yeah. uh, we're going to do it right now. John Brandt wants to play a game. I do. It's everybody's favorite game, Fantasy Jeopardy, with your host, John Trebek. That's right, I am John Trebek, and this is Fantasy Jeopardy. Let me get this set up really quick. Now, it's, it's a little different than regular Jeopardy because, you know, we only have two contestants here. Um, but we have two categories. We have league leaders, and we have totally busted. <laughs> um, let me get these cards all set up here. <clears throat> There's not a potent potables category. No, no. What about potables? the rapists? <laughs> but yeah, you can. As you can see, there's 100, 200, and 300 point questions on each one. Mikey, you are the guest, so we are going to give you the board. I'll go uh, league leaders from 100. Thank you. And I would like you guys to get get in order here. Okay. So we, right. do we have to answer in the form of a question? Um. How do we buzz in? To buzz in, I want you to just say your name. Okay. So if you know, Lynn, just blurt it out. Yeah, say your name, not the, not the answer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. League leaders for one hundred points. This dirty bird is the highest scoring fantasy player out of everyone. Lynn. Mike. Oh, Lynn got it. In the form of a question, please. Um, <clears throat> who is Matt Ryan? That is correct. Nice that one's for you. All right, Limp all right, Thunder, it is right. your choice. I'm going to go with Totally Busted for 200. Let's go Totally Busted for 100. Do a place that way, you dick. <laughs> with only 0.7 fantasy points so far this year. Hold on, let me retry that. With only 0.7 fantasy points so far, this second round pick's chief concern is making a My- comeback. The- who is Jamal Charles? That is correct. Of course you know that one. <laughs> of course I know that one. All right, Mike. It's burned me. <laughs> it's hot. Totally busted or league leaders for 200. You know, let's go with uh, league leaders for 200. All right. I should make it three. My nose isn't red, but I'm a top five tight end so far this Mike. season. <laughs> Mikey? Who is Kyle Rudolph? That is correct. Mikey with how many points? 300, 300. points. Bullshit. All right, Mike, you got your. It's you're still your boy. Who was league leader for 300? All right. 
Don't tan this running back. He's ranked seventh in scoring. This is a hard one. Don't tan this running back. He's league lead as he's the seventh in scoring. Running back seventh in scoring. Yes. Standard or PPR in our league. Don't tan him. Uh, yeah, I get that. Okay, thank you. <laughs> what are things that you tan, boys? What's I... another form of skin? Leather? What do they call it before it becomes leather? Who is Mike? Who is Micah Hyde? Micah wait, Hyde wait, wait, wait. Lynn, Lynn, Lynn. Who is Carlos Hyde? Ah! ah! <laughs> Micah, oh, dang it. <laughs> He's a quarterback. Micah Hyde. I know. Micah, the Green Bay Packers. Damn it. Micah Hyde! All right, you're left with totally busted for 200, Lynn Thunder. Here All right, go. I'll go totally busted 200. All right. Remember to say your name, answer in the form of question. Feeling blue, this wide receiver was universally drafted in the top five, but is now ranked 26th in Lynn. scoring. Lynn Thunder. You got to stop saying my name so fast. <laughs> I'm going to go with, um, was he drafted top five in our league? Universally drafted in the top five. Oh. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to say, oh, who is Odell? Nice and done. All right, boys. Last question, and it is a daily double. No! Mikey can steal the board with answering this one right, and it is a tough one. Maybe my name should be Bronze Asshole, as I'm only 81st in scoring. Mike. Mikey got it. Brock Osweiler? No. That is incorrect. Bronze Asshole. Bronze Asshole is his name. Should be his name. Hmm. Thunder. What did you say, Mike? I, I already said. Can I, can I guess again? Not until no. he's guessed. Um, she said Brock Osweiler. Yeah. God, that's, that was going to be my guess. Um, <laughs> I, I know who it is now. Um, <clears throat> Give us a guess, Lynn Thunder. Can I? Who is Russell Wilson? No. Can I? Can I read? Say your name, Mike. Who yes. is Golden Tate? There oh, you go. Uh, <laughs> All right, uh, make it rain in here. <laughs> Count, what's your what, what's your score, boys? Well, this is a daily double. So that is six hundred. This is a good one. Yep. <laughs> I've only got six hundred total. Well, then I got three hundred. Mikey with the first win of Fantasy Jeopardy. Thank you guys for playing. What do I win? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking whiskey. <laughs> that was fun, though, right? That was fun. I had a good time. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, um, let me pause this because I got to pull up that thing. Yep. <laughs> well, Lynn Thunder, uh, Thursday night was a little rough for me. Demarius Thomas didn't get me a whole lot of points. Um, but, you know, after seeing Mikey's point one. Four fantasy point victory over <laughs> over Diddy. There's something that I know, LT. What's that? The jazz man has powers. Praise football, Jesus. And his powers are real. But something I don't know is, can they only be used for good? <laughs> or do they have a more sinister value? <laughs> jazz man pep talks have now twice guaranteed victories, but they have also meant defeat for two teams. Jazzman, I want a victory real bad this week. I need it. Is there anything you can do to help me out? Hmm. Do you have ten dollars? <laughs> <laughs> not gonna. <choose>. I do. 
You got a whole lot of ten dollars. I'm not gonna jerk you off. Actually, if I gave you ten dollars, that means you're pay- you're jerking me off, and I'm not letting that happen either. You and Mike can work out whatever arrangements you want. Jump right. I'm sad to hear you don't have ten dollars. <laughs> got the button, but there is another way. There is. It is dark and difficult. How, Jazzman? How? Well, <clears throat> the hard part is you have to possess something that was once the possession of your target. This item must represent the person some way, and it cannot have been stolen. But instead, it has to have been given up willingly. You can't even ask him for it. It can't even be an old picture. The spell, I mean, the, the process, the procedure, is quite specific. Hmm. I don't really, I can't think of anything. Wait. What? This week. What? I came in, I came into my office, uh, after being, uh, on an overnight business trip and on my desk, there was a Uline catalog. I me- I immediately went to throw it in the garbage, but then I noticed the business card attached to the front. It was Brandon Boobinay's. Wow. Did it stink like ass? Yes. Oh. But it was his, and it, it's, it's a business card. It represents him, right? It's got his name, his email, his phone number. Huh. And it was once his. I didn't, I didn't ask him for it. Uh, do you still have this card? Yeah. And, and you, you never asked him for it, or, or the catalog? God, no. Huh. John Bryant, <clears throat> I think this will work. John Bryant, light the flame of hatred. With this card, I seal this hex. You will not sleep, nor will you rest. Drops of anger, interceptions of hate, fumbles bring you to your fate. Voodoo magic curses thee, Jew, bringing darkness over you. Losses, injury, evil too, bringing stack corrections straight to you. With this burning card I do bind, weaving stupidity into your mind. Concussions of anger, holding penalties of hate, bringing Boobinay down, I will not wait. May your team be filled with golden tates. Alright, I think that's gonna work. Well, John Bryant, of course it will work. Jasmine pep talks for 100% of the time. What, the spirits have been called. I'm just worried this is gonna bring down the my team, my team is very fragile. It's a shotgun curse. It hits a lot of people. <laughs> in fact, I dare say that this curse will affect six teams in the league this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, God damn it, Lynn. <laughs> Fully six teams. God damn it, Lynn. Injury report. Ah! Ah! All right, I'm going to start it off with the big question mark of the week. Will Des Bryant play? What do you guys think? No. No? I'm going to say yes just because. I think he will. I mean, they're going to need him this game. If anything, he might just be out there as a decoy. I mean, they might never, if they put him out there and never throw the ball to him, at least he's going to draw a shit ton of coverage. Yeah, I, he'll I, drag that safety over. If, yeah. if anything, I think that's the most he's going to possibly do, but yeah, I really I don't, I really don't start, see him suiting up. Yeah, I don't think I'll start him if he plays. But No, no definitely don't start him. Yeah. And you don't need to start him, frankly. Your team's going to Well, win. I don't know, dude. 
Doug Baldwin. We'll talk about it. All right. Um, so Eric Decker gone for the season. Fuck me. He's yeah, getting so- shoulder ass. surgeries. Could be. It's going to be six to eight, eight months recovery. Yeah. It's I, not good. I do have to say that's a good that's a good pickup by you uh, in the draft. I mean that guy's just he's so solid. For some reason, I I never want to draft him to like the fifth round, but he's always more inside like that third round draft. Right? It's been one of the most consistent players <clears throat> in the last year and a half. Well, yeah, it takes like, injuries. I think, I think he's the most consistent player. He yeah. scores a touchdown every week unless his shoulders are ruined. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on, Eddie Lacy, fuck you, Packers. Although I don't think he's I know he has an ankle injury, but I don't think he's questionable. I think he's probably going to play. I think he's got gout from eating so much cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so much salted fish. <laughs> that ludafisk really gets you. <laughs> you guys, you guys, check this out. All you can eat buffet, eight dollars. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, and that's interesting too because James Stark doesn't look like he's going to play. Yeah, knee injury, and then he's got a death in the family. Um, so you know, yeah, he's missed practice all week. Rivalries aside, condolences, condolences. to yeah. yeah. So we might see because some, he listens. <laughs> we might see some of the rookie Don Jackson who was brought up off the practice squad this week, and also there's talk of Randall Cobb lining up in the running back spot. I would love to see that. I think he. I think he do well. They've done it yeah. a couple times. I, I mean, hey, anything to add some spice to this, do. Latavius Murray, poor Carter. Man doesn't have any running backs. Still no, out another week with turf toe. Carter, this is going to happen more often than not the rest of the season. W- was this a second or third round draft pick for him? It was his third round draft pick, right after Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, which actually ended up not to be a terrible pick. But he, he still could have gotten him like way later, probably yeah. in the like ninth. Yeah. <laughs> and then Carson Palmer, his brain's mush. Who picked him up? Who picked him up again? Was uh, that Jared? Was that Brandon Boobinay? Oh, Boobinay. Boobinay did. Yeah, Boobinay. but hey, Carson Palmer can count to three again, so he's going to play. Yeah, well, until he gets hit again. Yeah. The man's broken down. Yeah, and uh, it looks like Jamal Charles will give it a go this week. Maybe. They said he was going to be sprinkled into the offense. What yeah. are your thoughts on that, Mikey? I call bullshit. They're putting him in. I'm, I'm, think, I'm thinking uh, it's still not going to be uh, – he's not going to be like the workhorse, but I'm thinking like 15, 10, 15 carries. Uh, I'm starting him in my flex, uh, honestly, because I have to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, I think he's going to uh, really get a, a lot more uh, in there it just be, simply because Spencer Wars had fumble. Fumble issues. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't start a guy who fumbles. I think worst case scenario for you is that you end up with a timeshare and neither of them is a consistent producer. I mean, if if they give Jamal Charles the touches and if he's back to form, he'll get points. Yeah. That, I mean, even if it's 10, 15 on. touches, he'll get points. I mean, yeah. historically speaking, he is the most efficient running back in the league. Yeah. I mean, he'll he if he only gets 10 touches, he has a very good chance of getting you, you know, a touchdown and 90 yards. Yep. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't worry too much, Mikey. That's what I'm hoping for. So Jordan Reed is dealing with his sixth documented concussion. Concussions of hate. <laughs> <laughs> so <Not> working. <laughs> that, that's that's six documented. How many think he's really had? <laughs> Double digits, man. I'm yeah. saying, I'm thinking at least eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. So is it time for him to just hang up the cleats? Or? Could be. Yeah, I mean, honestly, his brain is so jumbled right now. I mean, yeah. Just just get out while you can, man. His brain is mush. Yeah, yeah li- live a good life. Well, there's a long uh, history of tight ends fucking the Boobinay family, so I'm hoping that continues this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> we might have to cut that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe leave it at the very end. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Uh, Sammy Coates 
He's got stitches on his hand and a broken finger. They say he's catching balls, but yeah, what the hell happened? I missed this. I don't know how he yeah, how, how did exactly he get that happened. injury. No yeah. idea. Yeah, masturbating probably. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. But I mean, you're a wide receiver. You need your hands. Yeah, and he's already got bad hands to begin with. Yeah, with so many drops that one game against the Chiefs. Yeah. Oh my god. And Eli Rogers is coming back this week too. So we'll see. We'll see how he goes. Um, Theo Riddick is officially out Sunday. No one knows what the hell's going on with him, though. No he's one, a not I, very good running back. That's what's going on with he's him. He's good at catching the ball. Yeah, he's a good third down back. He's just... Good flex option. Yeah, uh, and he's well, he had a anymore. great game. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, see if uh, Justin Forsyth gets that pickup. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Could be. A little Barry Sanders action. <laughs> um, Steve Smith, Jonathan Stewart, and Sammy Coates, we already mentioned, but they're all questionable. Jonathan um, Stewart so probably Cam- won't play... I think I think Jonathan Stewart's playing this week. Really? All right. Yeah. Deep. That's He's not that's, worth starting though. He's not worth starting. Ah. Uh, that Panthers the run Saints? game is horrible. Ooh, the Saints, Sa- against the Saints. That's that's a rich. That's that a, would make me. That would make me race. That's a I'm meet the ball. I don't know. That's more of a. All right. They're gonna pass it more than they run it. Because part of the problem with the Panthers' offense is that their running game has just fallen off a cliff. It was. That's probably re- part of the reason they were so successful over the last year and a half. Is because they they just had this weird like triple option read running game that they could run, and for whatever reason, if it's the offensive lineup blocking correctly or defense is figuring it out, it just hasn't been working. Well, I think Cam Newton's a big part of their running game, and when John, well, when both of those guys are right, it confuses defenses because you don't know who's going to. Well, but that's have what the they're ball. saying. You know, yeah. Cam Newton, you know, the quarterback, the running back. It's a very you know that's your typical read option. Yeah. Uh, offense, but they can line up with a fullback in there like Mike Tolbert, who is more than just a fullback, and then it turns into this triple option thing. And, you know, that's why they were so successful last year is because defense is, you know, all right, maybe you can read the read option, but can you read this goofy, you know, triple-headed beast read option? And the answer for pretty much every defense was no. But they don't have that for whatever reason this year. Well, you also got to look at the teams they've played, though. They've played Denver. They've also played Minnesota, who's just got an incredible defense. Oh, yeah. So this year, like, <clears throat> I, I'd kind of take a wait-and-see approach. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but they also played the Bucks. They also – what was the game? They played Atlanta. But they did that without Jonathan Stewart. Yeah, but they've also played Atlanta. I mean, their run game just hasn't been good. Yeah, because Jonathan Stewart hasn't been right. So we'll see. Neither we'll has see. Cam Newton. I don't know. Um, last thing, there's a weather advisory uh, storm warning – in Seattle versus Atlanta this week. John Brown, I'm going to be seeking some advice from you to Mikey about what to do with Julio Jones because... I don't know what to do with Doug Baldwin. I, I am, got more from this race, too. I'm about 33% considering actually benching Julio Jones. Well, he's going to be going up against Richard Sherman. Yeah. It's going to be inclement weather. And, yeah, the inclement weather and the fact that, frankly, the Atlanta offense has shown that, look, if we can get it done with the running game, we're going to stick with the running game. Yeah. Julio Jones, you know... Hey, last week, 4.9 points. The week before that, 48 points. He is entirely boomer bust, and it really is just dependent on what kind of looks the defense gives that offense. Yeah, and they're definitely, they've already said that Sherman's going to shadow him yeah. all game. Here's the thing. What, what did Richard Sherman got toasted by, uh, by he, Brandon, Marshall. By Brandon Marshall? I, but I would, they were also forcing him. the ball to Brandon Marshall. I think because they don't have a running game. Too. I mean, Atlanta might just say, all right, fine. Look, we're going to dump it off over the middle to Tevin Coleman because, you know, 
if he can torch the Broncos D doing that, then he can probably torch the Seattle D doing that. Do you have like a really good matchup with any of your flex players that you might? Be yeah, I was gonna say who, who's your other besides option. Besides that, I would really like dance with the one that brought you. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But I do have Jeremy Curley. The only thing worrying me is that it's Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Throwing they, the ball I saw. Blake I, I saw a report though that said Jeremy Curley will continue to be the number one option there. Yeah, I mean, I take that for what it's worth. But I just I'm looking at it. I'm thinking, God. You know, Julio, he could totally put up another stinker game. But then again, he is Julio, so he could always put up 20 points or more. Yeah, the thing is, the Julio Jones in one play can get as many points as Jeremy Curley would the, the entire, entire game. game. So I'd stick with your studs, but... Who, who's San Francisco play this week? Buffalo. Where? In Buffalo. With Kaepernick. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Like I said, I'm only 33% leaning yeah, towards Yeah, I would still Julio. lean towards Julio, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't fault you for you play Gary. I think what's going to – I think I'm going to wake up and look at what the weather's like in Seattle on Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. Game, time, game time. If it's a freaking hurricane, I will probably bench Julio. Yeah, and I'm in the same boat with Doug Baldwin just because – and if – I mean, if – if I have to sit Doug Baldwin, that means I'm putting Dez in. So, yeah. and I've got I've got uh, Graham in the game. I think Jimmy Graham's almost a safe play in this, especially if I think if there is a lot of rain, he's check a down, bit, check that ball down, baby. Yeah, I think if it's a lot well, of rain, he's going to be almost better. Like Christian we, Michael's going to eat up this week. Like we mentioned last week, you know, a hurt Russell Wilson and a healthy Jimmy Graham is bad news for. They're for, saying uh, Russell Doug Wilson's 100 percent now. Uh, he that kind of injury, he's not going to be 100. percent He's always 100. percent I don't know. Maybe this is Miracle Water. Yeah. All right, that's the injury report. Let's move on to the Fantasy Time Machine. The Fantasy Time Machine. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Guys that scored big on your bench. I've made a huge mistake. Brought to you by Taco Bell. Live Moss. Forget it, I quit. Starting as we always do with the reigning champion, Shane Canwright. Won by a stack correction. Less than one point. I got to share with you guys and the rest of the Kill Crew a very funny story. I was out last night. I was getting dinner with Matt Brown and some other people. And Matt Brown's all like, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm 2-4. and four. I'm like, Matt Brown, first of all, we've only played five games. You cannot be 2-4. and four. <laughs> Second of all, you lost last week on a stat correction. What? <laughs> no, 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 I didn't lose. No, I won. I just checked it the other day. No, Matt Brown. Look again. You lost. No, Fuck you guys, it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, Lighted light everything up. This that might be. got pretty lips. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Shane, you played Michael Floyd for zero points. I don't think anyone saw zero points coming, so I can't totally blame you. But you benched I Michael. saw it coming with freaking Drew uh, Stanton throwing the ball. Yeah. But anyway, you should have played Ryan Matthews for 16 points. It wouldn't even have been a game if you had done that. And Brown, you played Kyle Rudolph, three and a half points. You should have gone with Zach Miller. Brian Hoyer hates all Sean Jeffrey for some reason. That means Zach Miller and Cam Meredith eat up. We said on this show to play Zach Miller in we no uncertain certain words. No uncertain And words. apparently Matt Brown doesn't listen. Yeah, Matt Brown, you should listen. Yeah. Anyway, El Grande Meal and Wreck It Ball. <laughs> Mike, you played Lamar Miller for three points. You should have played Jameson Crowder for 18 uh, Jameson Crowder looking like a pretty consistent option for uh, Kirk Cousins. And you know, I've been reading up on the Houston offense and Lamar Miller, trying to figure out why such a talented running back has been doing so poorly. No no secret, it's the Houston offensive line. 
They love to run a zone blocking scheme where they try to get in between the tackles up the middle, and their center and guards just suck. They can't get off their blocks and get to the second layer. Lamar Miller has, on average, about three yards of running room before he gets hit by a linebacker. Yeah, he. he I, I just don't think Lamar Miller is that talented. He's only going to go. He's only going to get what's blocked for him. Well, he's not. I a mean, running... we saw him in Miami last year be real shitty, and everyone blamed the system. And this year, they're blaming the system. Lamar Miller is a decent running back, but he's not going to. He's not going to do anything better than what his offensive line gives him. I, I agree with John. Um, we've seen <clears throat> Lamar Miller get get his opportunities. He just hasn't produced. Honestly, yeah, it's uh, you think that we that, saw that, Alfred Blue play better than this. Yeah, last you, year. you thought that the change of scenery is like, oh, he's going leaving Miami. It's I don't know that, that it's been five games so far, and he's just not been impressive at all. I mean, not that been, Brock Osweiler. I mean, yeah. that that could be a lot with the, uh, to do with yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, frankly, that offense is just falling apart altogether. But you know, Lamar Miller is only viable this year because of of volume. That's it. It's not like he's producing with his touches. It's just a pure volume issue. But so Schaefer, I would uh. I'm not calling Lamar Miller a bust, but your team does suck. Carter, you just have a shitty team, and you can't beat Mike even when you play your optimal lineup. <laughs> You're going to lose a lot because you don't have any running backs and because you drafted Ben Roethlisberger in the second round instead of LaShawn McCoy. I'm never going to let you live that down. You know whose fault it is, don't you? It is the fault of the Wang. <laughs> Carter's a Wang. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bourbonic Plague and Cellar Dweller. Tiger, you left Deck Prescott on the bench. Who outscored Matt Ryan? We told you. We told you. We I told mean, you. I know Matt Ryan. He's he's having a great year, but Deck Prescott. He was going against one of the best defenses, the best defense in the league. So Hey, John Bright. You like Deck? I like Deck a lot. <laughs> and you left Gio on your, on your bench, who scored 15 to Fat Eddie's 9. Uh, Fat Eddie is still Fat Eddie, and for whatever reason, the Packers don't want to run the ball with him, even though he's actually looking pretty decent. I mean, he's been able to truck some guys and get, you know, four or five yards after first contact. I mean, yes, I saw him drag some piles last week. But anyway, um, Tyler, I would be really worried about Fat Eddie going forward. Boobinay, you left a combined 53 points on your bench with Sammy Coates and Devontae Adams. However... Continue. However, uh, I think he picked up Sammy Coates halfway through the game, right? No, he picked him up beforehand. Oh. Because he dropped Chris Hogan and I picked up Chris Hogan. He picked him up after I dropped him. Bobaday, Mikey. You want to know why your team sucks? I know. I I chose Robert Woods over him. That's why my team sucks. This is a fondue party, Mike. Basically. (laughs) And Bobaday, you played John Brown. Um,. It's looking more and more like the only viable receiver on the Cardinals' offense is Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Diddy and Mikey. Mikey, do you want to do this one since it's so close to you? Sure. This, uh, Jared, I am, well, I'm not sorry, but uh, I was on the plane the entire time. Like, I literally took off at 4.30 in Alaska, right as kickoff happened. And I, I land, and I see, you know, this tire thread on the, on the team board. And I had lost by, like, a point, and I was devastated. Have any of you guys ever gone 0-4? Mm-mm. No. What about Warren 5? Nope. That is a scary place. <laughs> <laughs> it's start, a mean and nasty world, yeah, Mikey. Yeah. You don't even think about work anymore. You're like, how the hell am I going to prove my fantasy team? I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, my friends don't even like You just feel like an idiot. You question every life move you have. And when you are 0-4, about to be 0-5, you're like, wow, what got me to this place? <laughs> you start to kind of re, you know, backtrack. Right? Where did I go wrong? Mikey, are you saying you doubted the pep talk? 
I almost, I did, Lynn. I did, and I was about to send you a very, very angry email (laughs) and say, what the hell? You still cursed me. So I curse you back, but I didn't know I have a curse back. But anyways, yeah, uh, the pep talk worked by 0.14. So I thank you. You're welcome. And and Jared, suck it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Jared Jared is uh, obviously one of the most respected and one of the best players in the league. It's a weird year he's having right now. Diddy, like the rest of us, was tricked by uh, the Denver Broncos, and they didn't play didn't play Tevin Coleman for twenty six points. It's that should be the Atlanta Falcons. But... Oh, Atlanta Falcons. Well, the thing yeah. is, they didn't lie. He only played like twelve snaps. Well, he bottom... just happened to get twenty six points off of them. <laughs> bottom line, Dontrell Hillman. Thank you, God. Got him like what two points less than two. Yeah. And then honestly, it was the Jazz Man that just put me over that hump. That stat correction. When you get the Jazz Man pep talk, you honestly, can't lose. He's got my back. Like, thank Mikey, you so much. How many close losses? I think every <laughs> loss you've had this year has been by about the same margin of victory that you had last week, right? So yeah, I've you had, just needed that little extra. I needed a little bit more. So hopefully that momentum. I bought him out. I'm coming back up. Yeah. Started from the bottom. Now I'm here. Like you know the difference between ordinary. An extraordinary. The extra? It's a little extra. It's a little extra. You got the little extra now. All right. All right. Well, it, it's just, uh, man, it, it's crazy going on five guys. It's, it's just crazy. And uh, thank you very much for that pep talk. Sorry, Jared. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and I apologize to Jared. You're, you're one of the most well-respected. Uh, you are, I think, the most due person in the league for a championship. Uh, <laughs> That's but true. That is true. That is true. I don't know. He called me the jizz man. Fuck him. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want me to do this one or you want to do it? Uh, you go ahead and do it. All right. Dick Buckus is 105 points versus the Slack Jod Yokels, 107. What happened happened. Uh, what the fuck did happen? Let's just move on. Let's just you let's all just move on. You know I want to ask a question to you guys. Okay. Because I don't know anymore. Do I have a good team? No. I have gone from from leading the league in points on a weekly basis to being the lowest score, back to being the highest score, and back again to the lowest score. I don't know if my team's good or not. Uh, Here, here's what... It's what so I, what inconsistent. I up, what I brought up earlier is, honestly, your your strategy going to draft was I thought was brilliant. You did an excellent job of selling off your players last year. You, just, you, made, you made a decision and you just went with it. The thing that I think screwed me this year, though, is since you had so many good draft picks that you weren't able to adjust to the waiver wire. You can't attack the waiver wire. You can't attack it. Like, hey, some guy's going off like, well, you already have like a bunch of really good players. You weren't able to adjust as quickly. So it's still earlier than the season, but that may may have kind of screwed you. But ultimately, I think you you do have a playoff team. Um, If I were you, just kind of see, honestly, find your needs, find find whatever holes you want to fix. And just kind of get some of the more. The tight end hole. I have fixed that hole. Uh, I don't know. I, I've, I've got the, the other Gronkowski. <laughs> yeah, dude, I've got doubts. Yeah. About Rob Gronkowski? Yeah. Look, if Rob Gronkowski can't get it done, then I'm just going to quit. You know, <laughs> you know he missed practice yesterday. Everyone missed practice yesterday. He's still going to play. On Friday? People don't usually miss practice. On Ten Friday. players on the New England team missed practice yesterday. It was no, he, just, he wasn't there. He was sick. He was oh. illness. He's probably hungover. Yeah. He's going to play. Yeah. We'll He's see. probably tired from slaying Mad Poontang. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. The amount of ass that guy gets has just got to be legendary. All right. Last but not least, the Battle of the Undefeated has produced a defeated Tel Aviv Tigers 111. Holy shit, Marie. And Space Cowboys 126. John Bryant 
both teams seriously underperformed. It was almost like you guys were trying to see who could lose. Yeah, we both had our quarterbacks on bye, and we had some other significant players on bye, so we knew it was going to be a close matchup. Uri, there was nothing you could have done. It was written in the stars long ago. The rest of your team was on byes. We all have to lose one, unless you're John Bryant. Yeah, that's right. 4-0, bitches. <laughs> all right, that was last week's matchup. 5-0. 5-0, bitches. All right. <laughs> John Bryant... Congratulations on your five win streak. I hope you now have a five lose streak. Fuck you. <laughs> Recording live from somewhere. It's time for the official podcast of right. the 503 Killers Fantasy Football League. Fantasy football is my religion. Nothing brings me greater spiritual enlightenment than picturing me taking my big fat donger that is my team and slapping it in my friend's face, dropping loads on them like manna from heaven. Sunday is my Sabbath, and Mondays and Thursdays and Saturdays in December, baby. It's the 503 Killcast. I miss the league. That was a funny show. It was. Why did they cancel it again? Yeah, it's just on too long. Yeah. Ran its course. Yeah. Yeah, it did. The last season wasn't great. No. All right, guys. First matchup this week, the slack-jawed yokels and the present Threat Level Midnight. One and four, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Tremble in your boots. All right, so you guys haven't had anyone play this week. Uh, let's take a look at the quarterbacks. We got Eli Manning going against the Baltimore Ravens for Brennan. And Matt Stavert going against the L.A. Rams at, uh, for Mikey. Mikey, quick question. Why are you not playing Andrew Luck? He's playing at home, or he's playing on the road uh, against Houston. He's got a pretty decent defense. And have you seen the, the Colts O-line? It's terrible. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Houston defense does not have J.J. Watt. And Clowney is a great run defender, but so far he's looked like a pretty shitty pass rusher. Well, I also really don't like Philip Dorsett. He's really got one option there, and, and T.Y. Hilton. Um, I think gonna, T.Y. Hilton's going to eat up this week. He's also got I think, Dwayne Allen and Jack Doyle. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just feel safer with uh, uh, with Matt Ryan. I think Matt Stafford. Lug, or Matt Stafford. I You're think, not scared of the LAD? I mean, that's I a am, fearsome front. That's their that's their whole front line is basically hurt right now. LA? Yeah. Yeah, and they got a cornerback out too. So I'm like, all right. Well, I think Matt Stafford's. And the it's right a choice. home game. It's inside. It, it's one of those things. It's kind of a toss up. I'm like, you know what? I'm going with the. Uh, yes, Andrew Luck is more talented. Uh, he And he probably could put up more points, but I'm just going to go with the, the higher floor. Yeah, they're Matthews, running. The, yeah. the Detroit running backs are all hurt, so you know they're going to have to go to the air. And mm-hmm. that even when they are healthy, uh, the Lions pass it the most out of any team in the league. Yep. So that's, Jim that's Bob Cooter loves to air it out. JBC. Just got to air out that Cooter. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about Eli this week against uh, Baltimore. Eli's just been bad. He was bad against a bad Packers secondary. I know. It's, it's just, it looked like no one else on the – either Eli was getting the plays wrong or everyone else didn't know. He was like every play he was having to tell guys where to line up and where to go and guys were running the wrong routes. I, I just – I think the Giants missed Tom Coughlin. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was in Philadelphia for that game. And I watched it in Philly, and I was just looking at it. I was like, what the hell? It's like, I mean, it's not that the Packers were playing good defense because they weren't. Guys were getting open. And Eli Manning was just, you know, trying to throw checkdowns and missing the checkdowns. It was nuts. 
Yeah. I'm just honestly worried for an Eli Manning get right game because when he gets right, like, holy crap, like that's going to be like a 30, 35 point game. Yeah, it's going to be. You don't want to be there when the train right. leaves the station. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> Mikey, you got Jarvis Landry um, and Marvin Jones Jr. I like both those plays this week. I think yeah. Jarvis Landry will just, he'll get lots of, he'll get lots of opportunity against that bad Pittsburgh defense. Um, Jordan Howard, I like a lot this week, too, against Jacksonville. They haven't been able to stop anything. I mean, they've got a quietly okay defense, but Jordan Howard's just involved oh, in that well, Bears I mean, offense. You screwed up keeping Jeremy Langford, but you rectified it by picking up Jordan Howard. I did. I yeah. did. He is Thank the you. better running back far and away. Yeah. By uh, every measurable. So who knows what Brennan's doing? Uh, do, should we tell Brennan how to? He's got, he, here's the thing. He's got, re- I like my team more, but he's got excellent matchups this week. He's, he's got two receivers, too, going against. I mean, he's, he's heavily invested in Indianapolis. Yeah, he's got Hopkins and, and Fuller. And in Houston. I mean, you're, if that game's a shootout, you're fucked, Mikey. Yeah, that's true. Well, this could also be, uh, uh, you know, the uh, the Colts are just so bad on everyone defense. I'm just hoping that this is I a will big sub, Lamar. Miller I will game. tell you though, I think Matt Forte is not going to meet his projections because Matt no, Forte I've, has seen his touches and his production go down steadily since week and two. And Bilal Pals is going exactly. way up. Exactly. I mean, yeah. my Bilal Pal. Are you playing Bilal Pals? No, I have. You not. shouldn't be playing him. But I'm you not playing him. But he's on my bench. Yeah, I, definitely. I, stash I, him. I think he might be a good, a sneaky good PPR player this week. Yeah, but I finally got uh, uh, Jamal Charles back, and I got Willie. Smith I back. would play Bilal Powell over Jamal Charles, dude. I know you. I think you almost. I smell a burrito bet here because I, I agree with too. your decision to play Jamal Charles. I think I. I don't know if I want to burrito bet it because obviously Jamal Charles is the far better back. It's just I want I want to see Jamal Charles do it before I bet before I put him in my lineup, right? I mean... I don't know. You don't want to have Jamal Charles get right on your bench. Here, there's, He's playing Oakland, too. Yeah. And there's three ways that game could go. One, Kansas City starts to blow out Oakland, then they're not going to play Jamal Charles too much. The other way, Oakland starts to blow out Kansas City, then they're not going to play Jamal Charles that much. If it's an even game, you know, where it's back and forth, then they'll probably keep Jamal Charles in. But you never know. Where they're playing at... Uh, it's at Oakland. It's at Oakland. I'm just hoping for that 10 to 15 touches. I'm not expecting a huge game, but I'm expecting. All right, I want 10 points. I want 10, 12. Can you points give me odds game. on the Jamal Charles versus Bilal Pal? Like, <laughs> like Jamal Charles outscores Bilal like Pal maybe a by, spread. by. Oh, okay. Like, like, like uh, plus three, something like that. Plus yeah. two. Handicap me a little bit. I'll take it if I can get a. a Let's say it. Let's see what other burrito bets we can come okay, up with. We'll I don't, I'm not in the business of giving odds. I ain't from Vegas. <laughs> Nevertheless, uh, Mikey, uh, you know I, I am do, putting Bilal like, Powell in all my DFSs. I should say I like your I like your uh, flex plays better than I like Brendan's. I don't know. Plays. I like T. Y. Hilton and Isaiah Crowell this week. I like T. Y. Hilton. Well, here's the thing: T. Y. Hilton's going to be covered by Vontae Davis. He's a hell of a corner. Yeah, he's um, still going to. I think I still like matchup though. That being said, I just don't think he's going to go for like thirty. T. Y. Hilton moves around on the good. field a lot. They never. They don't usually line him up in the same spot a lot. So, and Mikey, I like. I don't know if I like your defense play. Tennessee Titans. against. Um, I'm streaming. I'm, I'm reaching. I love I'm streaming. I love it. Yeah, I don't it, know. I have not been able to get a defense or a. The thing a is, like Cleve- right Cleveland has been losing games because their offense is bad. They've been losing games because they're Cleveland. I mean, they've been putting up points. Yeah, uh, but. Who, who's, who's, who's the quarterback for Cleveland? Is it? I Kessler's think it's, back, but he's banged up pretty bad. Yeah. Well, then they'll put in Terrell Pryor, and 
I mean, it's not like Terrell Pryor sucks. Uh, I mean, he was by rejected by like every NFL team he's in not, the league. He's, not, he's only a significant step down from Cody Kessler. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, my, my pick's Mikey this week. It's, it's pretty yeah, easy. Yeah, compared to everyone else on the uh, the waiver, it's like, all right, yeah. this is going to be my best bet. Yeah, I, I got to pick you this week, Mikey. Yeah. I, I think it really is you're going to eat up at the running back position compared to Brennan not doing so well. Yeah, Brennan, uh, I... I think it should be close. I think it should be a lot closer than that. Brennan, I'd put in uh, Charles Clay over um, Dwayne Allen at tight end. Charles Clay has become a big part of that offense. Yeah, he's like one of the only half people they could throw to. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be my one thing for Brennan. We'll see if Brennan could uh, okay, get so out another win this week against the So we're the all picking team. Mikey. Yeah, we're picking Mikey. Okay. All right, next matchup. We've got the Dick Buckuses and the De- Tel Aviv Tigers. Fuck Denver so hard. Going to be a close one. <laughs> Gonna be a close one. Um, so Twice. quarterbacks, we got Russell Wilson for Uri and uh, Andy Dalton for uh, the Jazz man here. I do not like that New England matchup. I really don't like Andy Dalton, dude. Like, is there any other quarterbacks on? Can you grab Hoyer? Yeah. No shit. I might grab Hoyer. I'd see if dude, that's that guy's possible. been that guy's been I'll on fire. He's I'll put say, up no, twenty plus might, points for the last four weeks. You know who I think might be a sneaky good play? I. I have him on my bench for this reason, in part because he's got a great schedule for like the next Alex, three weeks. Alex Smith. Uh, Andy Reid team coming off a bye. They always do really well. But Jamal thinking, Charles. But Jamal about, Charles is there, but gonna they're catch, not going to lean on They're not going to lean on Jamal Charles. Passes. And a big portion of Jamal Charles' game is catching out of the backfield, which means that Alex Smith is going to get those points. Yeah. I, I, I definitely play Alex Smith over Andy Dalton. I think you're right. But I'd also, I think I'd, Go for Hoyer before Alex Smith, too. I mean, if you don't want to drop Alex Smith, drop Andy Dalton, pick up Hoyer, and make a game day decision. Yeah, but, just stream yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's, Russell uh, Wilson, he's playing in that um, versus Atlanta in the hurricane. Uh, Uri, if I, I check the weather, I mean, Russell Wilson's going to get points. I don't know if he's going to have a – he's projected here at 20 points. If it's real shitty weather, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't even know if he's going to But, I mean, it's, it's against Atlanta. Weather. Atlanta can put up a lot of points. Therefore, Seattle's going to have to match it. it. Yeah. So maybe Russell Wilson's the right play. Uh, I love Brandon Cooks this week. God, dude, I think 15, I think 15 points is way too low for his projection. I think Brandon Cooks is going to have a hell of a week. God damn. I mean, we saw Julio put up 48 points in that secondary. Brandon Cooks could easily put up 30. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, yeah, and you got Julio Jones right there. and We've already discussed it. I don't know if we'll, we don't, He's just a question yeah. mark this week. He could be... I, he Julio could be Jones a, is boomer bust every week as far as I'm concerned. I don't know. This week, I think he's either going to be good or bust. Like, I don't think he's going to boom. I don't think you're going to see Julio Jones get 19 points, but he could get you 16. He could get you three catches for 80 yards. Or I don't know. Like I want to point out the game log for Julio Jones to show you how boomer bust he is. Okay. Week one, 16 and a half points. Week two, 21 and a half points. Week three, two and a half. Week four, 48. Week five, 4.9. That's the yeah. definition of boomer bust. It is. That's rude is what it is. Oh, my God. That's and just rude. It's, you know, he's good enough where you can't, really bench him ever but he's he's so boomer bust that you you can never feel confident starting him yeah um jordy nelson i think is not a great play this week just i love jordy nelson this week have you seen what dallas has done to number one wide receivers no i have not well look at aj green's game last week look at odell beckham's game from a few weeks ago 
we, we, we've done a good job of shutting down wide receiver ones. Yeah, but who throws to Odell Beckham? Eli Manning, who's not right? Who throws to who was the other one? AJ Green, Andy Dalton, who's not fantastic. I think I think Aaron Rodgers needs to be knocked off his pedestal. He's not that great. Oh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. However, Jordy Nelson has a touchdown in every game so far. He's Aaron Rodgers' go-to guy. I, I don't. You can't bet. You can't bench Jordy Nelson. You want a burrito? Bet me some Jordan Nelson action. I, I'll What'd take the bet? under on seventeen. I don't feel good about seventeen. Honestly, <laughs> we set it at fifteen. Fifteen. I don't feel good about fifteen either. <laughs> I, I, I would I would take the fifteen. I'm not I'm not gonna bench Jordy Nelson. I mean, but I I mean I, I feel good about him. I think he's got a good matchup. How about this? No, I don't want to take that bet either. I, I like Jeremy. <laughs> I like Jeremy Macklin in Oakland this week. I, and you know what? Andy Reid teams the fact are just that he's money got off. Jeremy Macklin is probably gonna mean I'm gonna start Alex Smith. Yeah, that's a good play. Yeah, that's a really good play. Le'Veon um, Bell scares the shit out of me. As he should. Dennis Pitta, Dennis, Pitta, Dennis Pitta has a huge potential to bust. Uh, I don't know. The Giants are shitty against tight ends. We've seen it. Yeah, but Pitta's banged up, and they just changed their offensive coordinator, who said that, look, we're going to throw it downfield a hell of a lot more. Which means, Tory, uh, not Tory Smith, Mike Wallace is going to eat up. But Dennis Pitt is kind of their outlet guy. Yeah. I mean, he ain't right since his hip injury. Just thinking of it this way, all right. So Marty Mortarwig, uh, offensive coordinator for the Rams, and they're so good. Mm-hmm. Who's their tight end? I can't remember. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so think of it that way. I just noticed that uh, Uri is benching Carson Wentz this week against Washington. I think that's a poor decision, Uri. Uh, I think if if this, if that weather goes bad against uh, Seattle or in Seattle, you got to go with Carson Wentz. I also think benching Sterling Shepard is a poor idea. I don't. You, you, you dude, you straight up just I don't know what you 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 Jedi mind trick Uri into thinking that. Uh, Sterling Shepard is like a top three tight end or wide receiver. And I don't God, that was is. a nice that was a nice move, Lynn. Yeah, uh, bravo. Yeah. I don't know. I do like. Uh, I feel like Emmanuel Sanders had a shit game, but so did Melvin Gordon. I feel like those kind of cancel each other out. And the Garrett Blunt is questionable with a hip injury. He's gonna play. Yeah, of course he's gonna play. It's gonna I, be a James White week, but he's gonna play. I agree. And you know what? Cincinnati has a great run defense. They have one of the better run defenses in the league. And I think that's going to be a game where Tom Brady throws a lot, which means Rob Gronkowski is going to get some points. I like my Michelle McCoy play. I think even though I had three players combined for 26 points, I think I still have a shot in hell at this. I think LaShawn McCoy is definitely going to rival whatever uh, Le'Veon Bell puts up. Yeah, I think LaShawn McCoy is going to save you in this game, in this matchup. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really going to come down to, I think it's going to come down to the Julio Jones play. I think it's going to come down to the kickers. And that's so fucking retarded. <laughs> I hate kickers. I hate ADPs. Yeah. Um, Lynn Thunder, I'm picking you this week. It's 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 a long shot. Just, what? Son of a bitch. This is a rough call. I know. It's close. Change your quarterback. I, I am going to change my quarterback. Okay. Yeah. Change your quarterback and I'll go with you. Yeah. All right. Next matchup is... Crying Girly Rivers and Wreck-It Balls. Wreck-It Rolls? Balls. Okay. <laughs> Carter, your name has been changed for you. Uh, Shane, once again, you fucked yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Philip Rivers, 11 points. He pulled it out last week, but this week I don't see it happening. All right. I don't understand why people do this. They look at the defensive line and they say, 
Oh, wow, Aaron Donald's really good. Oh, wow, J.J. Watt's really good. Oh, wow, Joey Bosa's really good. And they might be really good, but a good defensive lineman doesn't get you fan. Good defensive lineman, all he does is disrupt the play Wait, of the he, quarterback. He, he doesn't... pressures the quarterback. Okay. He might get some sacks, but he's not going to get the tackles. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I just saw that he picked up Joey Bosa. He played Joey Bosa. <laughs> he played, he played, Joey, played Bosa. Joey Bosa. That was dumb. Again, who is a fantastic defensive end. Yeah, he he's did, amazing he did he a lot, but in... It's what a defensive does, he he disrupts it. He doesn't make plays. Yeah. Isn't Shane a doctor? Shouldn't be? Shouldn't he know better? Shane's not a doctor yet. He's not a doctor yet. Okay. And Shane, frankly, they're kind of, they're probably going to take this into consideration. And I think he might have a fake girlfriend too. Uh, Throwing that out here on the podcast, Shane's been talking about his girlfriend for a long time. None of us have ever met. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So looking at the quarterbacks, Philip Rivers already got a dismal 11 points. Ben That's because he's a San Diego Charger and he's terrible at his life. Ben Roethlisberger going to put up a lot of points. Carter, you drafted him way sh- way sooner than you should have, but. He did draft one of the better quarterbacks. Yeah, but he's also he's got Tom Brady too. You can only play one at a time. Mm-hmm. And most weeks you're gonna get it, you're gonna get it wrong. I'd rather go with Tom Brady at home this week than Ben Roethlisberger on the road. I don't know. Roethlisberger has a bigger road split than Drew Brees. Really? Yeah. Drew Brees averages like seven points less on the road. Roethlisberger is closer to twelve. I'll tell you why Carter is fucked up. He's playing AJ Green, who is the definition of boomer bust. But he's playing against New England. A.J. Green is the only weapon on that offense. What does Bill Belichick defense do every game? Shuts Take away the- your best player and force you to beat them with someone else. A.J. Green's going to see double coverage all game. They're going to do everything they can to make sure that A.J. Green is a non-factor. Uh, don't like that matchup, Carter. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, Randall Cobb this week is probably going to get his projection. Um, I think Randall Cobb got right last week. I wish that we'd made the bit brief bet about Randall Cobb a week <laughs> later than we did. Um, but, I mean, he's a good player. It's really just Aaron Rodgers fucking up. Yeah. Carter, your, te- your team just looks ugly. Uh, I did it last week where Shane was the underdog, and I picked him, and he won it. There you go. I think I'm going to have to do it again this week. I mean, just I like the- Julian Edelman this week. I think... Uh, I mean, Chris Hogan's a little banged up. Julian Edelman's going to be the first uh, pick for uh, targets from Tom. I mean, Shane got fucked by Philip Rivers and his IDP, but I think the rest of his team is a lot stronger. He's still got Julian Edelman, Allen Robinson, Tom Ger- Todd Gurley, Julius Thomas, Terrell Pryor, and Ryan Matthews. Uh, you know, compare that. I mean, Carter's really banking on some boomer bust guys like Michael Crabtree and Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. I, th- I think Michael Crabtree's better than Boomer Bust Heat right now. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been pretty. Crabtree's bad. really. He's consistent. been very. Consistent. He, he gets, he's the first read in the red zone. Yeah, no. As yeah, far for as some Sean reason, Jackson, I don't know why. Shane, you really should have played Derrick Henry, and uh, I think you've got to get Michael Thomas in your lineup. I think that Carolina New Orleans game is just going to be a fucking barn burner. You've got to get Michael Thomas in there. I would. Uh, I don't know. I'd probably start him over Trump Ryan Pryor. Matthews. I I'd st- I think uh, I actually, think I like Ryan Matthews. I think week. I think Ryan Matthews got a good matchup. Yeah. I definitely put him in over Terrell Pryor. He's got a, he doesn't have a great quarterback throwing it to him. It's a tough matchup. I don't know. Terrell Pryor is quietly having a really good season. I mean, look at his game log. He has scored 31, 15 and 10 points his last 3 games. And yeah. he's going against 20, he's going against Tennessee. Uh but uh plus he's always he's always a threat to play quarterback. Look at Michael Thomas's last Two games, 16 and 20 points, and then 9 and 11. I, I'd go Michael Thomas just because of the matchup. It's at home. Yeah, it's at home against Carolina's real beat-up secondary. Just I, 
You got to get Michael Thomas. I, I, right. You want a burrito bet? Michael Thomas scores more than uh, Terrell, Pryor? Terrell Pryor. I'll take I'll, it. I'll take that. All right. Okay. Mikey, who's your pick? Michael Tom- uh, Mike Thomas. All right. You guys are both going to owe me burritos. All, All right. right. I hope that wasn't the wind uh, dropping a tree on my car. Want me to go look? Yeah. Okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> you guys carry on. All right, so uh, we're, I'm picking Shane this week. Who'd you pick? Uh, Shane, I believe in you. Yeah. No, 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 no. Actually, yeah, yeah, I do believe in Shane. All right. Next matchup uh, is JDD All-Stars and El Grande Azul. Uh, looking at the quarterbacks, uh, Jared's got Cam Newton back in his lineup. He's got to love that. Um, I don't know. Cam Newton's been underperforming. We're good? Okay. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I do like Derek Carr a lot, too. I'm going to call that a push. I think Derek Carr could have a really good week. Kansas City can't get any pressure on their, on anybody. I don't know. what happened. Like seemed like last year they had a really good defensive oh, their, line. Their defensive line is injured. They don't have Tom DeHolly or um, who's the other? Justin Houston. Yeah, they're missing their best pass rush. So I'm I'm gonna I'm still gonna call it a push there, just because I think that's gonna be a a, a big. Uh, well, I think Derek Carr is definitely gonna be the the engine of that offense with Latavius Murray out. Their bell cow is out. He was yeah. never a good running back, but the fact that you have Jalen Richard in there now means that. The coaches are going to throw a lot And more. DeAndre Washington, is that the other running Some back? Asshole. Yeah. Some loser. Some asshole. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. against Baltimore. I think he'll have a shitty game. Uh, Alan Hearns, he's a boomer bust guy. Who knows? With he, Julius Thomas in there, that means Alan Hearns probably not going to get his touchdown looks. Yep. And we've said this since last year. If Alan Hearns doesn't get you his touchdown... He ain't going to get you good points. Yeah, and when Julius Thomas is in, he doesn't get that red zone look. You're very right. Lamar Miller, Mikey and I both said it. He's just not that tall of a quarterback. He's projected 17 points here. I think Don't that's believe fucking it. ridiculous. Don't believe it. Yeah. Greg Olson is the best player on Mike's team by far. Yeah. and uh, Right? Oh, yeah. Greg Olson. Yeah, but, but back to Lamar Miller. If he's going to have a good game, this is the good game he's going to have. Yeah, it's against Indianapolis. True. I think I'm hoping – for my matchup, for a sake, like that it's, the game game flow goes towards his. It, it, it all just depends on if Indianapolis gets ahead early or not. If yeah. if they keep it close, then Lamar Miller will have a good game. But if Indianapolis comes out slinging, well, and, and you know Lamar Miller key- is trending up because Houston has. I mean, I got we got this earlier. Houston has gone away from those inside between the tackles runs to the zone sweeps, which do favor Lamar Miller because he does. I know you guys think he's bad, but. In space, he does have some, some LaShawn McCoy-ish shakeability. He's got good vision. He can cut it. If they put him in space, he does a lot better than he does running between the tackles. Yeah. Over on Jared's side, he's got Brandon Marshall going this week against Arizona. Always a good play. Always a good play, but at Arizona, playing Pat's going to be covering Brandon Marshall. I, I think gonna, he's going to have a, an okay game. But they're going to force it to him because Eric Decker is out. And you know who they've been involving in their offense a lot? Quincy and Inwa. As well as Austin 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 Jenkins. Jenkins. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think they're going to have to force the ball. I think I think uh, that uh, Ryan Pickspatrick knows that the reason he's been being picked is because he's been forcing the ball, and now he's got some other options there. I don't think Along with Bilal that. Powell. Um, that's another reason I really like. I, I think Powell Brandon Marshall week. is still someone you got to start. I think he's oh, still yeah, going to get double start I, I think he's going to be right at the 14 point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right probably right around there, yeah. but nothing great. Um, Jordan Matthews, I think, is going to have a really good week this year. Against Just Washington. Washington defense is like the worst in the league right now. 
Well, I mean, if he's going against Josh Norman, not Josh Norman is not a fifty million dollar a year quarterback, but he is a good cornerback. Uh, he's got a he's he's got a he's got a hurt hand or something. I don't know. He's just not playing one hundred percent. Um, I don't think and uh, Jordan Matthews lines up in the slot most of the time anyway. So Josh Norman's not going to see him most of the game. Uh, I, li- I like Josh. Or I like Jordan Mark Matthews. Ingram a lot. I hope he does well for you. Um, uh, Mark Ingram missed a lot of practice this week with illness, too. So you never know. Yeah, But still, I mean, we saw this in Tampa Bay. Jaquiz Rogers and what? the Tampa Bay O-line gashed Who called Carolina. That? Who called that? You did know that on my, DF, my DFS section, I said play Jaquiz Rogers, and I played him on my DFS. He was a $10 player, and he got me 18 points. That's well, I mean, nice. hell, it's impossible to not do well when they feed you like 85% got, of the he snaps. He got 30 carries. Yeah, it's crazy. His career high. <laughs> yeah. I did win the good money on one lineup, and it had Jaquiz Rogers, Sammy Coates, Martellus Bennett, and Ben Roethlisberger in it. So that was that was my only good lineup. So I do players. like Mark Ingram this week. Colby Flaner, not so sure. Yeah, what uh, the hell? That yeah. guy was supposed to be like the next Jimmy Graham. He, I, I cut bait. Jared, enjoy my garbage. I got rid of him for a reason. Yeah. I can see him. He could be one of those guys where you play. Okay, he, he, Drew Brees at home. You're playing every player you have. Yeah, plays for the Saints. Then that's true. Uh, uh, Theoretics out this week, so I don't know what Jared's going to do there. He's probably going to put in Terrence West as the best. Uh, that's what villain, I would do. Right. That's uh, what I would I'd do. put in Eddie Royal. PPR. I think Terrence West has a higher floor, and Eddie Royal has been questionable. And if Brian Hoyer plays, he really likes to throw it to Cam Merritt. He likes to throw it outside. Cam Brian Merritt. Hoyer got called out for not throwing it to Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, enough. that's Queeky Wheels getting the grease today. Yeah, yeah this night, tomorrow he's yeah. gonna. He's gonna. <laughs> I don't Terrence know about West Royal. has had uh, ten and seventeen points in his last two games. He's going against the Giants, who've got a banged up D line. Uh, did you hear that Jason Pierre-Paul had his other hand blown up by a uh, Note Seven? <laughs> that was good. I yeah. wish that was true. Oh man, that'd be so funny. But what if they used to have, like, you know, he's holding one of those uh, tablets on the sideline and it just blows up? <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Not again! Uh, I think Ter- Terrence West is the, the, the fill in there. Um, like Tevin Coleman against Seattle. I think Eddie Royal is going to be. Especially if there is a hurricane in Seattle, Tevin Coleman's going to get you a hell of a lot more than nine points. He's going to eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, who do we pick in this one? You know what? Looking at it, I mean, obviously, diddy has got to set his lineup, but Luke Keekley always gets a shitload of points. Um, you snaked me, Diddy. I don't know why. It, it clearly hurts you in the draft because you drafted Luke Keekley like five rounds before you should have. No, he drafted him... Right around the time, Luke. I was looking at Keekly. He in the drafted tenth. him in like the ninth round. That's I. I for, wanted Keekly in the tenth. Like, I was going to go Keekly in the yeah, tenth. For a guy like Keekly, it's paid off for him. I mean, actually, it hasn't paid off for him. No, like it wanted, yeah, because he's zero and five. Zero and five. But they can live. That it's not <laughs> Luke Keekly's fault. Listen, I think that Jared's got a hell of a good shot this week. Uh, it's it's tough to pick against Schaefer though because he is ass backwards in the glory every week. I mean, he just seems to catch people on their bad weeks. Yeah. I mean, look at his points against. It's like the lowest in the league. Unlike yeah. mine? Yeah. And have his you points, seen how many points have been scored against me? It's and insane. His, and his points four are nothing special. No. Um, I'm, going, I'm going Mike on this one. Yeah, it's just tough to bet against that look. Mike, I think you should take out Frank Gore and Darren Sprawls and put in Jamison Crowder and Tavon Austin. I know Tavon Austin's a fucking mm. ugly player. You know what he is? You know what dog food tastes like, do you? It tastes just like it smells. Delicious. 
Tavon Austin is the dog food player of the week. <laughs> he, he, it's ugly, it's gross, but sometimes it's delicious. Um, I mean, he, there's just... Okay, let's look at his log. 8 points, 11 points, 22 points, 5 points, 16 points. That's really only one bad game from Tavon Austin, right? That's true. I mean, the 6-point game against both. That's a rough defense. And the rest of his, I mean, he got 11 points against Seattle, 22 against Tampa Bay, um, and 16 against, I'm sorry, so 16 against Buffalo, 6 against Arizona. He's playing Detroit this week. Tavon Austin is the weapon in one of the, you know, it's Tavon Austin and Todd Gurley. He is the definition of boomer bust, though. I mean, he's either going to get you his one big play that week, Mm -hmm. or he's not going to do anything. I, uh, I think, Schaefer, if you put in Tavon Austin... And or Jamison Crowder this week. Uh, I'll pick Shafe. I would seriously consider benching Alan Hearns, especially if Julius Thomas. Yeah, is that might yes. be a good play too. Maybe put or, Tavon Austin in instead of Alan. Yeah, Hearns. or Crowder. You know, this is a tough one to pick because I like Jared's players a lot better, but I, I do have to go with Schaefer. Yeah. All right, here comes. Oh, Mike, did you want to make a pick? You, yeah, I already picked Mike. Okay. Uh, the big matchup of the week again. It's me. I mean, every week it's pretty much John Bryant's big matchup. Uh, well, should we say that for last then and go with the cellar dwellers and fighting gills? Oh, first? I'm sorry. I thought we we haven't done that one. Okay, yet. let's do it. Do it. All right. Do it. Cellar dwellers and fighting <laughs> gills. Uh, Tyler still drunk off his ass, and Matt Brown just not giving a hell. Um, well, we'll start with the quarterbacks. Matt Ryan. I mean, we've said it before. If there's a hurricane. Matt Ryan's probably not a great play. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I know he's Aaron Rodgers, but he's not been doing well, and you hate to bench someone like Aaron Rodgers, but, boy, that Dallas secondary is nothing special, John Bryant. you got to admit that. It's a home game, too. What? It's a home game, too. I I think it's a safe play. I don't think he's going to go crazy or anything because – They've kind of looked like garbage, but I think I, I, I think you get probably seventeen to twenty one points with him, or twenty five points with him, twenty five yeah. most. Yeah, and just because of that, you know, so uh, Tyler's got uh, Dak Prescott on his bench. I think you, I think again, Tyler needs to bench the best player in fantasy football for Dak Prescott. Yeah, I mean, because that Green Bay secondary they played atrociously against Eli Manning, yeah. and someone like Dak Dak Prescott who can rely on the run to pull those safeties in and I don't know I just I like Dak Prescott better than Matt Ryan this week the yeah. matchups favor him Green yeah. Bay doesn't also uh, they, they're not good against a running quarterback no they're not yeah so I, th- I think that'd be well, they're a not, safer they're not play good at a higher floor. defensively just kind of period you know uh, they're Pre- pretty good against a run yeah they're good against well except for they've played shitty running they've backs played shitty running backs yeah. but at the same time they, they've got a solid defense I, I'd say probably a top 12 defense they've got a solid front seven I don't know if I'd say a solid defense all around. I would say I solid defense. Definitely well, if if Will Shields secondary. comes back, they'll be okay. Full disclosure, Mikey was stupid enough to buy stock in the Green Bay Packers. So excuse he has me. to polish that turd a little excuse bit. Excuse me. He has I, to polish the turd. Excuse me. I am an NFL owner, and you do not speak to me like that. <laughs> do, you, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Well, I see you got your retard certificate. <laughs> Sir. From the Green Bay Packers. Sir, I am going to take the high road on this one because I am an NFL owner. The whiskey's kicking in. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> We're right. going to fight. Anyways. Antonio Browns for Tyler is just going to kill against Tyler, Miami. actually, you know what? I will say this. I will go on record saying this. Tyler has the best receiving core in the league. And Antonio Brown, yep. Larry Fitzgerald, does. Kelvin Benjamin... 
I mean, Kelvin Benjamin has not been playing up to his potential, but you know he will down the And stretch. when Steve Smith is right, Steve Smith's in there, too. Tyler's got a scary team. He's got horses. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's just a matter of getting them all healthy. I hate Antonio Brown because uh, he knocked me out of the playoffs last year. He 40 sure did. points. 40, he and Cam, and Cam Newton each put a 40 on me last year. Tyler, oh uh, I'm, I know I'm, I'm jumping ahead here, but I, I think I would take out Devontae Parker for or Eddie Lacy maybe for TJ Yeldon just because there was a report this week that uh, the uh, Jacksonville coach said that TJ Yeldon has earned the ownership of that backfield, and I think they're going to use him a lot against Chicago. I would actually I would bench Eddie Lacy for TJ Yeldon. Yeah, and I would that take might out be the right Devontae move. Parker for um, Giovanni Bernard because I think that New England's going to focus on stopping the passing game. Uh, because, you know, Andy Dalton is not a terrible quarterback, and A.J. Green is A.J. Green. They're going to focus on stopping that connection, and that's going to leave open a lot of running space for uh, Giovanni Bernard. I would agree with that. Yeah. I think Gio's going to have a pretty good game. Uh, yeah. As far as Eddie Lacy, I don't know. For some reason, I think he's going to have a pretty decent game. Not like an incredible game, but I think, like I said, high floor. I like guys with high floors. He is a high floor player. And, yeah. I, I, I hate boomer bust. I like high floors. Like, Get me what you're going to get, and if you have like a quote-unquote bad game, you're at least getting me 10 points. Yeah, Tyler's going against one of the worst teams in the league, so it's it's an idea, a good idea just to play your safe players, and that's another reason. I don't know. I mean, I like Matt Brown's matchups. I like Mike Wallace because he's going against a shitty New York, New York secondary and because you know, you've know you got Marty Morgan there now. He's going to want to throw the ball downfield. He's got Joe Flacco, who loves to throw the ball downfield. Steve Smith is out. And Mike Wallace, I mean, he's not a great route runner, his only saving grace is the fact that he's really, really fast. Deep nine! Exactly. He can blow the top off a of defense. He's in the perfect position to do that this week. I, I think it's going to be a Kamir Aiken week. Kamar Aiken? Really? Kamar Aiken. Really? Yeah. I mean, for the same reason I like Mike Wallace, I like Elshon Jeffrey. The squeaky wheel gets the grease against yeah. a bad secondary. Devonta Freeman, if there's a hurricane there, they're going to want to run the ball. Uh, the Atlanta team has shown that they can support two running backs. And... I don't know if I like Zach Ertz. What's up with Zach Miller? Why is he questionable? He's because he's Zach Miller. Everyone's questionable this year because they got rid of the probable designation. Yeah. Because the Bears. Yeah. yeah. Because John Fox lies about injuries on the I really game. like Christian Michael this week, though. I think he's going to have Christian Michael. Oh, man, Christian Michael. That's a hell of a lot. <laughs> this, is a, this is a juicy matchup for him. I don't yeah. know if I would be playing Jonathan Stewart this week. It depends uh, how healthy is. If he's a full go, if he's not even questionable, he, he's a full go. He said he felt close to one hundred percent. Play him. Yeah, play him. I'd play Jonathan Stewart this week. All right, I I really really do not like that Oakland defense. That's a horrible play, Matt Brown. Tyler, if you put in Dak Prescott, I'm picking you this week. Yeah, and Matt Brown, you got Oakland defense is like thirtieth or something in the league. The Kansas City offense is not as terrible yeah. as Pittsburgh made them look. Coming, Andy Reid off a of bye always wins. He's yeah. like w- lost one game off a of bye. He, yeah, t- Brown, you got to change that. Yeah, pick Oakland, up somebody. There's, there's pretty much any other defense on the waiver wires. I'd pick up the Oakland. Browns defense over Oakland's defense this year, this week yeah. against Tennessee. Shit. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I, it's tough to pick 
Brown this week. Uh, I like his matchups, but Tyler's got a much better team top to bottom. Got to go with Tyler. I think Tyler's got maybe the second or third best team in the league. I'm going with Brown this week. I, I like his matchups. I'm going, uh, I, I, like you said, I like Tyler's team more, but I think that Brown's just got a much better matchup with this right, week. Well, it's a good thing your pick doesn't count. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Contrary. Shut up, John. <laughs> All right, la- last, but according to John. The Ryan, big matchup, the big show. <laughs> Burbonic Plague and the Space Cowboys coming out of the gates. I'm going to pick the Space Cowboys because Burbonic has been coist. <laughs> yep. I mean, you can't go against a coist, right? Do we even need to analyze this matchup? I am scared. I do not want the curse to rebound on me, so I am picking Burbonic. Like I said, Ooh, it's a shot. That's how you get the curse to rebound on you, Mike, exactly. is when you side with the curse. Am I thinking too much? You're thinking too much. <laughs> I'm thinking too much. You, you go against the curse, and the curse comes to I'm you. making no picks. <laughs> All right. Let's analyze it anyway. Drew Brees got to love that play against Carolina. Oh, yeah. At I home. think uh, I think Drew Brees could easily put up 28 points this week. And you know what? The Chicago Bear defense is not terrible. Against someone like Blake Bortles, they're going to actually look pretty good. I think and so, And we too. get Purnell, McPhee back. Well, not this week. I think it's going to be a TJ Yeldon, Chris Ivory game. I agree. Um, Amari Cooper. I like the Amari Cooper play because last year when he lined up against Marcus Peters, who is, you know, the, the Kansas City answer to Amari Cooper, they always played Marcus Peter in zone coverage off the line of scrimmage. Marcus Peters, great cornerback, but he's a press uh, cover he's a press cornerback in the mold of Richard Sherman. Yeah. When he is not allowed to play press coverage, he sucks. And he's not as fast as Amari Cooper. And the last two times when they played two times last year, Amari Cooper burned him every single game. I but I like Amari Cooper this week. Alright. Uh Sammy Coates, we've talked about it. I think he's a boomer bus player and he's a boomer bus player with a bat two bad hands. Uh, Doug Baldwin's I hope bust. Doug Baldwin's not a boomer bust player. He's this a consistent week, player. This week, he is boomer okay, bust. Okay, well, you can't define a player at boomer bust by one week. I think, look, I think Sammy Coates and Doug Baldwin are equally uh, questionable this week in terms of performance. Doug Baldwin is the number one receiver in Seattle. Which? Jimmy Graham. Yeah. He's Not anymore. James Graham. Jim, Jimmy Graham's had two games. Two good games. I'll give it to you. Yeah, they've been two great games, but... Doug Baldwin's much more an integral part of that offense. I, what are you talking about? Against a team like not... Atlanta that's going to have to... Hold on. Atlanta's going to put up some points. They put up points against Denver, right? Doug... One. Okay, Kill Crew. Let me just let me explain what just happened. Um, Divine intervention. Something just happened. I don't know if it was good, evil, or bad, or good, but... It, a lightning strike hit really close to here. Apparently, we lost power for a second. We thought the entire episode was gone. Yeah. In fact, we recorded a piece of us just cursing at the microphones because we thought we had lost that entire piece. Yeah, uh, it was a close one. So we're, we're going to wrap it up here before anything else goes wrong. We are uh, not going to attempt fate any longer. I think, are we all picking me on that last matchup? Yeah, we're picking you. Fine. Who Mikey, you want me or Boobany? Let me let me look real quick. Boobie has been cursed, Mikey. God damn it! You're <laughs> I tempting know he's fate. been cursed, but look what just happened. <laughs> I think it rebounded. I don't know what happened, but uh, we're we're gonna definitely wrap it up here. Um, Come on. Can we still get fucked up and go to Taco Bell? We're getting fucked up and going to Taco Bell. All right, we're done. Yeah. All right. Peace Boobine. out. You pick a boobie. Yeah. I'm picking all right. Well, Sorry. you just cursed yourself. You're wrong. <laughs> Later, Kill Crew. On my worst behavior. No. They used to never want to hear us. Remember? It's good.
503 Killcast. I don't like your jerk off name. I don't like your jerk off face. I don't like your jerk off behavior. And I don't like you. With your host, John Bryant. You stupid, ignorant son of a bitch, dumb bastard! Jesus Christ, I met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. And Lynn, the Jazzman Thunder. No business bond, insecure junkyard motherfucker! Brought to you by Taco Bell. Live Moss. You don't know how to trash talk, do you? I do know how to trash talk, man. Let me give you some trash talk, okay? You know what the difference between your mama and a washing machine is? When I dump a load in the machine, the machine doesn't follow me around for three weeks. 